Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. Music to my beers on 103.9 The Bear with you 10 to noon, and I am Zach Miller, alongside Warren Cluck. We've got two guests in studio today, again for our spring-summer Brewers series. Do we have the official name? No, we really should have thought about that before we started spitballing, because I think it's changed every week for the last three, but we thought, hey, because people are getting vaccinated, society started to open up, and things are getting to be returning to normal. I know we found out this week that we're going to have full crowds in attendance for Notre Dame home games. We thought... Why don't we go around and get everybody in the area who's who's brewing and kicking ass uh, as a reminder that, hey, you guys, we're all open. Come on out and party and spend some money. So we got Eric and Andy from the Crooked U. Gentlemen, thank you for making the trip. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Thanks. Back at you. Thank you. I uh, see so you brought some stuff. We're going to get to that here in a little bit. We're going to talk to you about stuff that you has going on, your process a little bit, maybe some of the struggles we all had during the pandemic. We'll do some hardball questions. I'm just kidding. We won't. But. We're just going to have some fun, drink some beer. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A couple. Pretty much. So it's good to see you. We've all experienced a little bit from COVID-19 and whatnot, but you guys have had probably a pretty interesting year, yeah, to say the least. It sucked. Yeah, definitely slower than than we would have liked. Uh, not not as many bodies to have fun with. But I think the yeah. U was the first place that I stopped at after everything was locked down, but you guys could start doing carry out. And I walked into the place in the middle of the day. It was empty. I think it was just you and uh, and Sean Pilar and, and uh, Alain standing around. But it was super weird. And you thought, all right, so this is how it's going to be. There's just like a pallet of growlers there, and that's all you can do. And then how long were things like that for you guys before you could finally like start to know that maybe things were going to sort of head back to normal? God, I was trying to forget that pallet scene. Uh, yeah, that's that was lame in the beginning. We had, it was quite a scramble. You know, we'd, uh, it became all about packaging, which we weren't geared for, right? Small scale, but not like we had to for that. So we had to stage those pallets full of crawlers there. Yeah, yeah it was... Uh, it was definitely a challenge, right? And like you said, going in there with no no people every day, it was not the regular fun zone that I'm used to. So, but yeah, it was uh, it was kind of nuts in the beginning, but yeah, we held in there. That's I'm super stoked, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and at one point, I mean, because I mean, we've had a couple of different uh, guys in here from from Heavenly Goat and, uh, and Bare Hands, and initially it was like, all right, so you're not planning for this to happen. So up until that shutdown happened, you guys were brewing normal amounts of beer and preparing for, like, just things are going to be normal. Were you stuck with a lot of beer on hand, or did you have to, like, scale things back immediately, or you thought, you know, maybe we can make do with this carryout thing and we'll just keep on? Well, that's kind of one of the things that worked out is that there I had already been brewing just like I normally do, right? So I was full. I was at capacity when we had to shut down. So yeah, then Eric and I kind of took a break for a couple weeks because sales were dramatically reduced. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it ended up working out just because we were stockpiled. Um, it definitely affected the small batches for him. Yeah, and we kind of got into a little bottling as well, which helped us out a lot. Um, yeah, we bottled the, the anniversary beer yeah. um, and made those available. So. I like that Zach liked to immediately start out with the hard-hitting questions about the pandemic. That well, was nice. I want to get that stuff out of the way because I know that you guys have probably like some celebrations going on because now you're, you're six years down the road yeah. of of brewing and being open and stuff. I, I remember that because you guys opened like a month after my son was born. Right. I was super excited. I'm like, all right, honey, you stay home with the kid and I'm going to go down to the local right. brewery. Because like, we up. kept seeing each other beer events and stuff. That's yeah. when, when you guys were uh, expecting. That was, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, the 6th, June 6th is the anniversary. Oh, man. 
And it was also uh, fun because, I mean, we, we knew you guys were, were getting ready to do this Crooked You thing long before it opened. So we were actually kind of there with you watching, like, the headache and just endless thing after thing that you guys had to overcome with that building, the location, and just opening a brewery. And that's what we all kind of find, we kind of realized that opening a brewery is a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, man, not for the faint of heart. No. <laughs> it's not a, not a turnkey scenario over there, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you even buried a Jason Lee and Cluck Show shirt in the concrete over there. Yeah, we did. Yeah. It's, that's yeah. awesome. It's there forever. Yeah. It's, under the, it's under the brewery. So for the uninitiated, the, the Crooked U, it's, it's easily located on Lincoln Way, right there on the river uh, next to the, what do they call it, a viaduct? I've heard it called the train track yeah. that goes across the now, train, train trestle. Equally, what do you guys do there? Go ahead. Eric, we'll start with you. What do you do, man? Uh, I brew the small batches that come out every Wednesday, most Wednesdays. Um, I also uh, do a lot of the cleaning, uh, transferring the beer. Um, yeah, that's about it. So what's your background? How did you get into yeah, brewing and stuff like that? that. Uh, so I started off home brewing with my brother. Nice. Um, about four years before starting to work here. Um and yeah, we uh, won a competition, one of our first beers we did um, at the state fair. Um, and then Andy was opening up, and I just dropped off homebrews to him, you know. He was quietly persistent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. So every once in a while, I'd drop one off, and, uh, and, yeah. they, didn't, and they didn't suck. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, well, what style won down at the state fair in the competition? Uh, it was an amber ale. Oh, okay. Yeah, so just some, some kind of simple. Yum. For our first, it was actually our first all-grain beer that we ever did together, me, me and my brother. So yeah, This beer gave me a career. <laughs> <laughs> Move past the kits and everything and the, the already, you know, the, the malt that you get in, those Brewer's Best kits, but then you guys did it in, like, the mash tun and then mm-hmm. and yep. had a whole setup at your house, you and uh, your brother? Yeah. Yep. Cool. And now, Andy, you obviously have been on the show a couple of times before, and you've been at this this craft beer thing for quite some time. Uh, I mean, professionally since we since, opened. Yeah, you, you opened, but, but yeah, before as, that. As a home brewer since 2007. Yeah, I was did a lot of stuff with uh, one of the homebrew clubs around here, Michigan Extract and Grain Association. Those guys are always big fun and You're like humble. to learn You're very stuff. Humble. Weren't you president of the homebrew club? A couple times, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a couple times. So I think I did fun. every officer. 2007, position, but yeah, that's I, had, the, I had a good time with that club, man. That's the era we refer to as the pre-hazy. He was he was into craft beer before hazy was even a, <laughs> yeah. a glimmer in its parents' eye. Nobody thought of hazies. Nobody did brutes. Nobody did. Yeah, it was uh, it was a different scene. Definitely still all about IPAs, but they were a little bit more in the tongue scorcher category back then. You know. Yeah, I think that's we'll talk about it later. But as far as like how things have changed since you got into the game and since Eric, you got into the game because. You know, we feel like on this show, because we've been doing the show now for five, six years-ish, five-ish. Um, no, we've been doing it six years. Yes. We started the same year that they did, just a yeah. few months before. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. We're all we the same out, age. We went out and got a, a free preview, I, I remember, at Fiddler's Hearth. You guys were on tap there. You had like yeah, maybe totally. four that different beers. Yeah, That was before we even were open. That was like the week or two before we were open. Yeah, yeah. We're doing a little premiere thing then. But we start laughing on the show from time to time, like the the trends and the things that have gotten big during the, life, the lifespan of the show, like Hazy wasn't a thing and like the bottle aging Pastry thing. Pastry stouts. Yeah, just everything's exploded. And, and like, you know, some of the flavors you see now and some of the things I'm sure you guys are even doing were things that... Six years ago when you opened, you're like, that's not that's not even a thing, you know? You brought some beer, and one of these we're going to save for the top of the hour, but I think one of these we can open right now. Uh, which which one do you want to pick, Eric? 
that's that's funny because it's a wild card. I didn't label them. <laughs> I love this. We got two of the crawlers in front of us, and I'm like, oh man, they're dramatically different. Oh yeah, and it, it'll I, be obvious. I, I love both of them. So let's should we just crack one open and yeah, go for it? it. We'll, yeah, go ahead. We'll see let's what we got. Cool. Our options today are the Gleek Goza and the Majestic Twelve English Barley Wine. Those are two dramatically different styles. Yeah, right. So we got the got the goza. It's the goza. Yeah. All right. So Bleak what do you typically is. recommend um, when you start off? If somebody is like uninitiated to a, a flight, what would you recommend doing if they're going to taste beers? Oh, the goza is a good place to start, right? It's okay. uh, nice and crisp and reasonably dry on the palate. Not going to be overwhelming, right? Like I'm glad we started here because if we would have started with the majestic twelve, the goza would probably not have been as tasty, right? That's uh, uh, well, I was thinking too. I got to give Eric is, props too because he perfectly poured four exact same out of one. Wow, he's a stud. Yeah, look at yeah. that, dude. I'm looking at it right now. Like that's those are perfect <laughs> pours. You got four exact servings Beautiful. out of a crawler. Thank you. Well, I was looking at yeah, that. There's, there's no way. There's doing. no way. Yeah, wow. Thank you, sir. I got to say too, this Gleek I've had before, and it's one of my favorites. That I come in after like a hot summer day of mowing the lawn, take a pull off of this one, and it's just it hits. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever been there when it happened, but because uh, Zach lives right around the corner from the U, have you ever noticed a half-drunk rollerblading man stop by for beer before? Because Zach's been known to rollerblade through all downtown South Bend in search of alcohol. (laughs) People still rollerblade? Yeah, he does. I brought it back last year during the pandemic. That was one of the the positive things to come back. Was right. I was like, I'm going to rollerblade around town, right on. Hit up uh, Howard Park a little bit, but then I go down to Citywide, and and you know, I typically have to take the rollerblades off before I go into the store. I'm going to be looking for you now. He's been yeah. called South Bend's John Junior. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I love I I do. There's there are many times because you guys are so close to my house that. I'll, I'll be sitting on the couch. It'll be Saturday night, 10 o'clock, and I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I'll go in for one. Yeah, or no, that's great. To go. No, I'm stoked anytime anybody wants to rollerblade or ride bikes or anything that, you know, naturally we don't have the most outstanding parking with our miniature lot. But, you know, that's... That was uh, initially one of the things you got... That was like one of your first big uh, hurdles you had to overcome after you opened it because for the first while after the U was open, you had to park across the street in that lot and then the guy with the, the next to you the business the staffing solution you guys had to wind up uh, striking up a deal with but after that got solved those both those parking lots are packed all weekend yeah words uh our neighbors on in the whole area are, are kind and yeah we've got arrangements with everybody so there's adequate parking you just got to be creative and sometimes it's not directly in the lot but uh i got 30 bicycle spots up front too so yeah we're close to the bike path so yeah i try to try to make that available for the summer folk i tried that one time and i'm like yeah i'm gonna bike down i biked down i think it was the first year you guys were open and then i thought wow man that sucks i don't want to drink beer and bike home ever again yeah (laughs) the ride there is great so So i've got nothing but respect (laughs) for people that leave the brewery get back on the bike and head home because i'm all the way uphill i'm like this is no it's not a thing we just push our bikes down the street and i'm like that's the last time i do that but if you are one of those and you go to every craft brewery on the planet they sell those really tight bicycle jerseys and i'm like these guys man I'll never understand it. I get it. You want to be fit, but at the same time, like two beers, I'm like, I'm just going to sit here for a while. Maybe get something heavy in me. <laughs> so what do you do? How do you make the, the Gleek sour? What's the process with brewing this one? To Is it a sour mash or or do you want to divulge in your secrets? Oh, I don't have any. Them? I don't have secrets. Okay. That's not that's not a thing. It's This is just beer, man. Yeah. Uh, 
so it's about the acidity really um we i do a really acidic mash we don't it's not a kettle soured um so it's a really acidic mash and then uh at packaging we add lactic acid to to really make it tart and this is one of the first beers around Tangy. in the area that I had that I thought, you know what, maybe low ABV is the way to go for sometimes because early on it was like, how much booze can we get in one of these beers? Like, I want to double. <laughs> you see triple IPAs now. Yeah. And every once in a while, it's great to sit back and really enjoy. Like, this is a nice, it's light, but it's still a little complex and it's not going to ruin your day. And you could have, you know, four or five of these things and, and still go off and mow the lawn. Right. Eric just put a fantastic session on session ipa on for yeah, a small the, batch it's delicious yeah the lowest abv i've done is three percenter whoa oh man oh, it's it's practically a health drink yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just for kids uh <laughs> it's that good table beer yeah yeah nice so what's it called uh just call it super session super not, session yeah three percent and it's an ipa that has what kind of hops did you guys use in it uh i usually used crystal from uh dog star hops um, Michigan friends in Michigan. Yeah, oh, cool. And uh, Centennial and Cascade. So wow, pretty, pretty so standard. How do you um, how do you get a beer like that low in ABV? Because I've been wondering about some of these that come out. It's like ninety five calories and it's four four percent. You know, mm-hmm. and it, but it's a it's a sessionable IPA. When typically I'm looking at something like your you guys have Vital and Turtle Tamer and stuff, and those are up in the like seven percentage. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you guys? What do you? How do you? do that is it less malt or um? uh, basically just less malt okay yep more hops uh use about the same amount of hops dry hop um, it then uh definitely dry hop yeah I'd, I'd like to dry hop everything that i can nice so. <laughs> we're here with andy and eric from the crooked U, and uh you know what talking about these lighter beers and lower abvs six years ago when the u opened that necessarily wasn't a big thing but have you watched there been more of a demand for for beers that aren't going to be like a two hearted like a 300 calorie a, a poor yeah, type deal totally i'm i'm with that program too right i, I hang out to you all the time because i have stuff to do and i can't just be wrecked all the time right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, so yeah I, I like the lower ones periodically um there once especially once i put solar warden on that was the big batch session ipa that i run in the summertime which will be back in july all right by the way uh that one was what that's mid fours or something it's a sub five beer so it's uh it's nice right drinks like a like a regular ipa and you can have more of them than maybe you you wanted to yeah Uh, i had for whatever reason summer session beers in the summertime like that's that's where they're from i've got no use for a session in like december or january when i want like you know the fattest beer i could possibly get but it's also something funny you've seen in in the hard seltzer world even in the last three or four years it's been big everybody rushed out these oh it's barely any calories and now people are like we we want the booze so you're seeing these eight percent nine percent hard seltzers roll down the line it's just it's really weird to watch not only how this stuff happens but how fast it happens because mick ultra came out and suddenly everyone's like we're all and now everybody's making a low calorie sessionable i think founders just came out with the like the all all day vacay right they're sessionable wheat but these wouldn't have been things you know five years ago i think even the lighthearted ale from bells is advertised on the can as a low calorie ipa um you could tell by my body how many I've had. So, for the record, we're not ever going to brew anything related to calories. I don't look at calories no. <laughs> at all when I'm designing a Are beer. you able to? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you can figure it out. Totally. Yeah. It's about the, the alcohol and, you know, that's totally there. I could run the the full nutritional facts sheet if I needed to. But, oh. but really, it's about the ABV and people finding, you know, okay, I want to try a 3%er tonight mm-hmm. or I want to have the 7%er or 
are the 12 percenter. Right. And we've come to a point in the program where we like to put beers with movies. If we're going out and we're doing a BYOB thing with our our uh, rating system, that one being the best movie you've ever seen and 12 being an absolute movie drain pour. This is a segment of the show we call The, the B-Movie. B-movie. And now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with music to my beers, B-Movie. Andy, actually, you suggested uh, this week, here's how we came to this. Zach was like, you know what? The Friends reunion is big on HBO Max. Why don't we go with the Jennifer Aston Project? And you immediately landed us on Horrible Bosses. Um, Zach, you can go first. Okay. Um, I love this movie. It is, we were talking off the air, wildly inappropriate. And not wildly. one that you should watch it with your mom or maybe even your kids. <laughs> Comedy Central <laughs> reruns it constantly and they edit the hell out of it. But it's like middle of the afternoon. You walk by, you're like, hey. Oh, watch an the, hour long. <laughs> watch the uncut one. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, I love this movie. I love the cast of characters. Um, they've got Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia who just still plays the same character that he does on the TV show and I'm going to give this one because I could sit down I love love this movie but I'm going to give it one crowler of Turtle Tamer because it's one of my favorite IPAs from Crooked You yeah. so wild butt kisser I know um, I, I know. nobody uh, likes an ass kisser Zach yeah this is, it, this is it's a super funny movie it's weird to see Jennifer Aniston in this role because it's completely different than anything she's ever played like super you know sexually aggressive um, but one of my friends was watching. I think it was one of our friends, Ryan, and said, "Oh yeah, it's got the guy from that show where they all yell." And after he said that, I thought, "That's always sunny." I'm like, "Yeah, they do all always yell on that show." He's like, "Yeah, that show is too loud." I love that show. It, they, it changed the way I see that show. And I'm like, "Yeah, everybody yells. It's the show where everybody yells." But this is a great movie, and I think uh, it's it's really hilarious. But Andy's right; you need to watch the unedited version. I'm gonna give this one four pack of boss tweed just because it has boss in the name that's the only beer i could think of like the hazy stuff that's what those beers i'm like yeah it's late in the evening i'll have one of these because why don't you need a double ipa after you've had like seven or eight already (laughs) (laughs) i'm still hung up on the part where you said ryan was opposed to something obnoxious because that seems odd but okay yeah (laughs) Uh, shouting it's so loud i'm like all right old man cool out (laughs) it's a seinfeld of yelling that's right uh so daddy you can go next uh, and you got to give it one of your own. You got to shamelessly promote your own product. I'm not going to use one of my own. That's weird. I just did one of his. So I, yeah, I took he's, that one he's got that. Credit. I don't know if I was in Guns and Roses, I'd wear a Guns and Roses shirt all the time. <laughs> Wouldn't you? You know who I am? I'm Stephen Adler. But on the other hand, I don't wear a Jason Lee and Cluck show except when I'm at work events because that'd be weird. They're like, look at that guy. He's wearing his own shirt. What a douche. <laughs> so Eric can do one of our beers because I want to do Founders Masagave. Oh, yeah. Oh. How about a four pack of that? All right. Aren't those nine percenters? I think. Yeah. 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 Did they recently uh, do a seltzer project with that too? Or they're they Oh, I don't know. They got a bunch of variants. There's a grapefruit and some other stuff. Yeah, it's I think it's all pretty delicious on the on the shelves right now. You could put this Uh, leak in a barrel. They call it a goza, but Mm. it's a little out of spec. But yeah, it's still delicious. A little out of spec. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Eric, now what about you? Give it a wampus monster. Ah big strong boy. All right. That's the OG um, that my wife and I, when we go out to Crooked U, mm-hmm. we, she would always order that one as like our nightcap. And I'm like, you want to split that? She's like, no. It's a good nightcap. <laughs> you get your own, thirsty boy. So one one wampus or One crowler. Many? One crowler of a wampus? It's a crowler of wampus, yeah. Oh, okay. That'll keep you on the couch and nowhere else for a while. 
We are pretty much everywhere, whether you're on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, or even if you're into the whole podcast thing, we have a podcast that comes out Mondays right around noonish. Um, you can check out the show, Sans the Music, and we also have the Facebook group, which if you're not a part of it, it's something that you want to join because we post like news or hauls from different breweries, stuff that, I mean, is it a trading forum too? Could it be a trading forum? We do not endorse any trading or beer sales that happens on our Facebook group, but if it happens, it happens. <laughs> okay, we'll say that. <laughs> we'll let the admins sort it out. It's a lawless internet society. Nothing wrong with saying something's available. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So where, where are you guys at on social media? Uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, right? All the standard outlets, pretty much. Crooked U on everything. C-R-O-O-K-E-D-E-W-E. And the website's crookedu.com. We've talked to, I'd say the, the ratio is about 50-50 about brewers who like Untapped and brewers have a very contentious relationship or a terrible opinion of Untapped. Uh, between the two of you, Eric and Andy from the Crooked U, what do you guys think about, about Untapped and social media in general? Because I think a lot of people think it could be a great help to, a, to a, uh, a craft beer business, but some people are like, you know what, this is, this is for the birds. You can go first. Be honest. Give us your hot yeah. take. It's all right. No one's going to say anything. Uh, nothing against it. I, I do keep it uh, updated, at least at the U, you know, and make it available for people to do that if they want. Um, Are you on contact personally? I am not. Okay. Um, I do check, like, our beers just to, like, kind of see what, you know, because sometimes people don't say anything, and that's their way of communicating, you know, what they like. But um, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Have you ever changed a recipe because of what people have said on Untapped? Because I know talking with Brandon Townsley from Niles Brewing a couple of weeks ago, he had a different variation of, of one of his based on some suggestions that he was getting through there. Uh, I have not. Okay. Yet. Yeah. Um, so Eric's okay, okay with it. Andy, what about you? Are you okay with it? Uh, you know, I try not to have strong opinions about stuff. They, it's Yeah, it's key. It helps a lot of people. Uh, spreads the word about a lot of beers, right? There, You guys do do chairs and you know do the thing where yeah zach knows when you're drinking i yeah. see it happen mm-hmm. uh so <laughs> you know it's cool for for that kind of stuff it's uh right it's a un i don't know what's a good way to put it it's it's another social media thing where people get to say anything they want regardless of what the consequences are i'll and tell you guys this or not. yeah it yeah. takes it takes an almost like zen master level of self-control to read some of the things on the internet about something you've done and not either respond or or do it because like Zach and I run into it all the time doing the radio shows is that you know you know like why would you say that on the internet but at the end of the day you're like also I don't really care that much but it's hard especially with you guys creating this beer to watch somebody who you think maybe doesn't have a really unqualified opinion to make like I hate IPA guys like this IPA sucks you know it it's it can be hard to sit back and look at that and think you know what eh, this, I'm not going to deal with this today yeah, I just everybody's got opinions. It's all good. I try to do the best job that I can, and Eric does too. So that's yeah. all we can do. I was really hoping you guys would have some, some serious hot takes. Like I'm against it. <laughs> Everybody on that app can go to hell, but you can find <laughs> you can find the uh, the update. That is great though, and it's helpful if you use the app to have an updated tap list. And I know a lot of places in town do a great job with that. But uh, man, next time just come with some evil opinions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as ingredients go, like I'm I'm down to take suggestions and stuff. Right. Sometimes people come up with stuff i'm not even hip to yet uh but yeah not their own tapped who really. takes the pictures for the use instagram mostly my wife she does a good job wow yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, wow, my my beer check-in picks are all the, like the worst quality of all time. Most of them are like on my kitchen counter, but you see the you on Instagram, you're like, wow, man, that looks like a place I need to be this afternoon. She, she tries real hard. So. The river in the background. She'll that's be nice. pleased that you appreciate it. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, some pretty great photography. I'm thirsty now. And I'm looking at Eric's pour skills again, man. He wow. can get four complete beers out of a crawler. That's ninja. I can't do that. He's a ninja. So uh, we have the uh, we have the Gleek Goza last hour, and what is this one? Because you said you brought in two unlabeled crawlers. Oh, this is the majestic twelve English barley wine. Man, uh, this one is so good. I I let my wife try mine when I ordered it at the restaurant. She goes, "That kind of tastes like a stout," but I think she was talking about it's more the, of the coffee. Vanilla. Oh, it's got coffee, coffee and coffee vanilla too. in it. Yeah. Whoa. So while it's while it's chilly, it's you get more of the coffee, and then once it warms up, the vanilla starts to speak a little bit more. Uh, this has got great coffee in it. It's uh, from a local roaster, Important Joe's. Important and Joe's. I've seen their stuff around town. Yeah, he does. Uh, I believe exclusively Ethiopian uh, coffees. This one in particular is the Chocolaty Dark Roast. Um, so yeah, he did a. He set me up with those, and I, there's mm. literally a bag of those in the tank with yeah. that beer right now. This is a so lot. There's con- a lot. It'll continue to develop a little bit. There's a lot going on. Like this is one. It's impressive, but this there's a lot go. There's a lot happening here. Uh, almost a half pound of vanilla beans. There's ten or eight or ten feet of oak staves inside the tank with it. Also, wow. So yeah, it's got a lot going on, um, it's and it'll continue complex. to yeah. It'll, continue to develop and stuff over time so the idea is that i'm going to try to keep this one on all, all the time no promises uh but i'm going to attempt to we're going to once we keg it off we'll stash some kegs of it and i'd like to kind of you know bring them back after they're a year old and stuff but mm. we'll keep serving the the fresher uh we'll see whether or not i can keep up i might have to ditch it for a second and bring it back for winter but now, we'll see no beer like this you talk about the all everything that goes into it that's this is a very expensive beer for you guys to brew that's an expensive one yeah yeah and, and my first thought would be all right when, you, when you're starting out with a beer like this obviously you work your way to that point but is there ever any worry where you're like boy i hope this is going to taste great because i put a lot of money into this thing like there's a lot of a lot vanilla beans aren't cheap man we've all seen them at the grocery store funny you should say that uh the coffee was not in this recipe when I designed it. So this beer actually finished a little bit sweeter gravity wise than, than I was, than I had in my head. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I design a recipe and I get an idea of where the bullseye's at. And if I don't hit it, it irritates me. Nobody else knows that, you know, that's uh, everybody tried it. And we're like, we love this beer. So like, okay, cool. But for me, it was, uh, I needed something to offset the little sweet edge that it had. And the coffee is what really did that. So that was the that was the key to that one. Yeah, so it a, it thank you, important Joes. Yeah, it's very it, the, the coffee does add the bitterness that typically you would get from yeah the hops, was, right? That was the idea, so I get a little bit of bitterness to offset that sweet, but not too much to make it obnoxious. So, and it is technically a um, what's, uh, what's barley the wine. What's the yeah, it's English barley wine? English barley wine, twelve percent, majestic twelve. I right, see, I see what which you is there. also right. a, a crazy conspiracy theory thing. <laughs> but it's it. It drinks similar to like a stout. Like almost if I close my eyes, I'm like, oh, I get Flavor-wise, totally. that chocolate, that vanilla, yeah. um, some of those. It's really neat as it uh, it changes as it warms up. It really does. The temperature has a lot to do with what you what you get out of it. Uh, I, I like warm to it up quickly with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I like to let it sit around and have a sipping beer to uh, have while I'm waiting. You know. Oh yeah. 
Now, as far as difficulty of brewing, this is probably one of the more intricate recipes you guys do on on any kind of uh, basis at the U. Like, compare this brewing process with how difficult it is to whip up some of your award-winning Glasgow butcher. Uh, this beer is a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Comparatively, I mean, butcher's not, butcher's reasonably simple. It's a big malt bill, mm-hmm. but this was, I think this is the largest grist I ever had. Uh, so the largest malt bill. I had my mash tun as full as I could possibly get it and used as little water as I could manage, right? Because it was all grain, which is called a stiff mash. No, that's what she says. Really? Yeah. <laughs> God, teed that one up. What else? Uh, it's so. been a lot of fun having brewers in as of late because, like Zach and I, can only talk about I don't know a handful of like actual beer science related stuff. So it's fun for us to sit here actually sit back and listen to you guys talk about the things that you're you know experts at. But um, when you first set out to do a beer like this, do you kind of know in your head like, oh, it's fine. It happens, Sorry, happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you, looking, um, are you looking for something to like flesh out the lineup that you have on tap, or is there something like you know what we need right now something bit like something big and beefy, or we got a lot of light beers on? Um, I mean, I don't dictate what Eric does with small batches very often. Sometimes I'll suggest some stuff based on the season, but yeah, really, that's that's the Eric show as far as small batches go. For the big list, uh, I kind of go seasonal, right? I get a lot of requests. People like to see. Oktoberfest and Marzins during the appropriate time of the year. And, uh, you know, so I try to keep up with that kind of stuff with big batches. But the big batches are more of a scheduling challenge, right? So I got to be creative sometimes. So he's got more. He has more fun than I do. (laughs) So, Eric, how how do you come at these recipes when you decide you want to do a small batch? Um, Sometimes I have an idea in mind before. Honestly, some beers I just kind of look and see what we have and see what I can do with that. And that's kind of fun for me to do what's the um, recipe you're most proud of hmm wow i know i'm asking you to pick between your kids but there's got to be something yeah. you're like, if i just uh, say all right eric you got one beer to show me what you can do if i don't if i don't know you from anybody off the street what can you do what's the one beer you're gonna make me uh so there was a beer we did for um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i think the library is promoting something right and uh we yeah. did i did a 42 minute ipa because um, 42 has some significance, yeah, yeah. I believe, in that realm. Um, God, so I use, <laughs> and just based on the number, but it was fun, 42 pounds of grain, um, I uh, 42 IBU, I hit 1.042 for original gravity, and it ended up being, thanks to the yeast, uh, right on 4.2%. Wow. All right. That's cool. So, so this, that was that was fun. This sounds like it's a fun coincidence, but he did it intentionally, which is very difficult. You know. Seriously, wow. it was that was impressive. That uh, Oh, what, and uh, Galaxy Hops as well, which I thought was appropriate for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Galaxy. <laughs> also it was delicious. What's the difference as far as volume for the uninitiated between a small batch of the U, how much how much beer is that and and Andy will you make like a large batch for Turtle Tamer? Uh it's one barrel versus 10 barrels, right? So 30 gallons versus 300. Give or take, right? Those are rounded figures, but yeah. Have either of you ever got to a situation where you're like, I don't know, this is going to turn out. I think I just ruined a lot of something. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's the biggest thing you've ever, what's the biggest batch you've ever ruined? Oh, I've, I think I've only had two big batch drain pours so far. Knock on fake wood table. Uh, (laughs) Those were, those are just 
weird stuff happened. I had ester issues that, you know, the beer was still drinkable. My friends were all like, what are you doing? Don't get rid of that, man. That's, That's 300 gallons yeah, of beer, man. It just wasn't right. It was not the beer that it was supposed to be, so I couldn't serve it like that. Uh, the Monday Pale is an accident, though. I mean, that was one of the first batches that I got when I got that gear, and I had all my recipes scaled from homebrew batches, which is almost works kind of but you know uh it was a bit of a miss so yeah it was supposed to be the first iteration of the post 1167 cream ale was way out of spec and it was still a solid pail so (laughs) i served it and we called it monday and then everybody liked it and i couldn't stop making it then so that's awesome see this this is the kind of stuff we came here for today i I know because it looking at our check-ins and stuff we run out of things to say about the beer and the beer that we're drinking but then talking to the brewers behind the magic and yeah dude i'm super illuminates ashamed. the whole world for I'm us. super ashamed of the way i talk about beer on untapped because i have like four adjectives and like a couple of verbs and that's all i can do i'm like yeah dude great mouthfeel i don't know <laughs> you know freaking sweet love my, it my favorite from untapped is that the cream ale is not creamy oh <laughs> We're going to have to educate some people. But basically what we do is we go around the room and we'll pick out six different beers that we're going to throw into a six pack. And it's basically like, I don't know, our editorial or um, our blockbusters staff staff picks. picks. And we thought, why not be gracious hosts and foist the most of the work of the segment on our guests this week? So I'll do one. Zach does one, and then Eric and Andy from the Crooked U, you guys will each do two, all right? So, Zach, you can start. Okay, so I'm going to start. I, I wrote it down here because it was really good stuff from uh, Naren Gansett. Boom. The lager out of the East Coast. Have you had that one? Yeah, I, you, br- you brought it in when it first became available because it's the beer from Jaws. It's the beer from Jaws. Oh, it is the, the beer that, from Jaws. Yeah. I rollerblade to nice. uh, Citywide to pick that one up. So, And I love that it comes in the 16-ounce cans, and it also comes in 12-packs. That's and great. I peeled through a 12-pack this past week, like last weekend. And it uh, it's good stuff. It just drinks really well. I'm I'm big into the low ABV lager stuff right now. So if there's any of that, I'm, I'm all about it. Just like the Gleek that we just had. Uh, I'm going to throw in the latest entry, and I know like I'm, I'm a big fan of this series, even though it's probably, what, AB InBev, but the New Belgium Voodoo Ranger has a new entry out this week called the V2K IPA. It's decent, but it did surprise me that I didn't like it as the rest as much as the rest of them. Um, it was just, it has a weird kind of like, you know when you have one of those those Voodoo Rangers that big juicy kind of like hoppy rush finish. Yeah, it just there's nothing on the end of it. Oh, it's great up front, but at the end of it, it falls completely flat. But it's it's still just another interesting take on whatever it is they're doing. But um, I like the cartoon characters, so when I go to the, the store, I'm like, hey, it's a new skeleton guy. I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> and yeah, I'm the dip that falls for all those marketing ploys. So this this is me. So if you guys ever want to like design like a crooked you like full-size ram fighting mascot like i'll help you out we could dress him up for different seasons you're gonna regret that (laughs) (laughs) hey does the you does you have a name what does the ram have a name no we haven't actually uh ever named it yeah that's huh interesting point i'm down with suggestions all right do me info at crookedu.com perfect (laughs) uh andy go you can go first with with two that you want to uh to add to our mixer sixer uh i mean it's summer and they're letting people come out and play again so i'm gonna do the summer seasonals uh like i normally do uh naturally last year wasn't so great but uh wet exit the kolsch will be available 
end of June, I believe. So that'll be nice and crisp and refreshing. I'm getting a commercial yeast pitch from our friends at Omega Yeast Yeast in Chicago, um, which is key to that style. Uh, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then, uh, as I said earlier, Solar Warden, the session IPA, uh, that'll be available in July. So those are both fun and easy drinkers, and I am stoked for them for the summer. Eric? Uh, I got two small batches coming up. Uh, should be around July. Um, Going to be doing a Hefeweizen here shortly, and a uh, Mexican Lager. And normally right. for that on Sundays, at least for brunch, we have a house made um, Michelada mix. So um, that That's should sick. be available yeah. as well. Can I ask you what makes it a Mexican Lager? What What's different about it? Uh, basically, just the yeast strain. Um, oh, okay. it's from Omega. It's a Mexican Lager yeast strain. Um, I do use. Uh, Corn and basically pills for, okay. for the mash. And good to throw in a lime there? Or do you fruit the beer or do you not fruit the beer? Uh, I don't, but okay. I wouldn't judge you if you did at the bar. Hey, can I ask for a lime? <laughs> <laughs> All about that fruit and salt. Hey, people are salt. putting lemons in the goza these days, so whatever. <laughs> oh, you got you mentioned your brunch, and that brunch is really good, too. So I'd, I'd like to try that chilada. We're doing it all weekend now, too, Saturday and Sunday. Oh, going to tell the wife got places to be we'll go down yeah. to the farmer's market and then i don't think the dance the was necessary but all right hey man i'm all excited <laughs> i'm gonna tell my wife <laughs> that in the outdoor seating man spill yeah. the beans about brunch lots of outdoor yeah. seats now too tell us a little bit about post pandemic how things are starting to fill up for you guys because we we did find out and i thought for the longest time when the pandemic first started they're like no in-store sales and then it opened up a little bit more I thought there was like a newsletter or an email you guys got, but everybody who's been in here so far is just like, no, you just hear from other restaurants and liquor stores that this is what you can do this week and this is what you can't do this week. Is that true? There wasn't like an email, like all bars at indiana.com that they would just <laughs> send out the email. And you're yeah, like, all right, saying. 30% capacity. Here we go. Uh, well, that would be a beautiful thing, but no, there wasn't anything like that. We were just vigilant with whatever the county health department was dictating. Right. I mean, that's who we felt. Do they call their rules? Is it a no, we had to we had to keep staying on top of it and reading. So the, lame, you know. We did any time Holcomb did an announcement, we made sure that we, you know, were hip to what was going on, so that if uh, they waved the flag and let people play again, we were ready. Now look it up. Uh, obviously, on the, on the other side of the pandemic, um, you guys are one excited to be at one hundred percent capacity, right? Um, we're not. I don't think 100% is allowed quite yet, but it's very soon. Or is it today? Well, you you guys it also have a lot of ish, uh, a lot of places to sit too, because you've got yeah. indoor, you've got indoor family, and now you have the new outdoor patio. Yeah, I think with the outdoor seating, even with the reduced capacity, we were at what our previous capacity was. Now, if we go to 100%, then yeah, we've essentially added uh, like close to 90 seats outside. Oh. Um, so does, does anybody ever all with a river view do any of the old school like vfw people ever stop by and see what this building has turned into because what what it is what it was versus what it was when you first opened versus what it is now like those aren't those aren't even the same things right the uh i was telling somebody about the our they, they trials and like, tribulations hey, what, what of get it done with this place <laughs> yeah the building was uh so that building's been there for like 100 years mm-hmm. and it was uh i think the same family or just a couple of families that managed it for that period and yeah this it has uh 
plaster work in one of the rooms that was cast on site by one of the grandfathers, I believe. That was that stuff just doesn't get done anymore, right? Yeah, so it's no. awesome. There's a whole bunch of really neat plaster work in there, and yeah, we kept that. They uh, those those folks stopped in and asked what we were going to do with it, and we yeah we left it all because it's awesome, right? That's part of the nostalgia of the building. The uh, the original bar rail that was there when we bought the building, I and had it reconditioned and put back so that bar rail that you lean against on the bar has been there since it was installed in the 40s wow. um yeah there i mean the building was super beat when we got it man uh which is <laughs> oh yeah was oh, instrumental in our purchase right yeah. <laughs> we made it cheap. uh but it had a lot of history right that that site i looked it up and found a lot of history uh, about that property and especially that building and then those folks uh whose family was involved for so long um at one point one of the ladies brought in a scrapbook Oh. That had crazy pictures and history of of everything for like the last fifty or sixty years. It was really cool. So so yeah, uh, I haven't seen them lately. So hi guys, if you're out there, when uh, when you and, and the like the crew were looking for the original location, was there anywhere else you guys looked that you thought this could do if this VFW thing doesn't work out, or was it one of those things where like this is a great location because it it is you're close enough to downtown where I mean you could you could walk if you're doing like a, a booze walk thing, but also like. There's a lot of traffic there. You get a lot of a lot of eyes on the sign, and people know that you're there. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked on the spot. We we did look at a lot of other places. Uh, actually, made an offer on a place that would have been vastly inferior. So I'm glad that it did not work. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I mean this building is definitely uh, that place its... became the Arlotta Family Lacrosse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's where Trader Joe's now stands down uh, in the street. Comments. It was down from Corby's, but uh, yeah, it says the building came with a lot of uh, a lot of challenges and obstacles. But I'm yeah, I'm glad. I I wouldn't be anywhere else. You know, I love the river. There, I grew up on the river. I'm a local for my entire life, and you know, I love it. So that's going to work every day and being able to watch the river and see the wildlife and hang out there is yeah, that's I love it. Now, Eric and Andy, we're like obviously looking down the road five years. I mean, what kind of do you, do you guys see expanding out of that location somewhere as as the uh, the I know we're talking like, about this just as we're getting back from the pandemic. I was like, <laughs> now what's the plans for expansion? But yeah, you, holy you guys cow, any, man, let us dig back in this well, year. I, I mean, do you have any like ultimate? Is it like a big distribution thing? Like production high in, the, high in the sky? What's the next step? Do you think for for Crooked U? Uh, I'm a. I don't know. I'm. I go with things more organically i guess i just will we'll see i mean i i don't have enough room i just ex, i just maxed out my space right i just added yeah. two fermentation tanks and two bright tanks um like we had this the order was in before the pandemic started and then we had to decide whether or not we were going to continue that right that was a fun decision last uh april it's like when you drink but, lunch oh. you wake up in the morning to some amazon receipts you're like ooh. Yeah. They ship. So oh. yeah, we had to decide that we just, uh, you know, I don't plan to fail. So we just plan to succeed. And so I got my tanks and they're installed now and we're they're almost a hundred percent. Currently the tanks, the bright tanks are full. The fermenters are still working on it, but I'm at capacity. I can't like in the building, I'm, I'm done there. So I would have to get a different space to pursue any kind of distribution stuff, but yeah, maybe. Sure, I'm roll with the punches. Yeah. I love it. Man. Yeah, yeah. What do we have to look forward to? Uh, a couple of things. One is the brewery. I think your your brother in law was he a member of the brewery's mug club or something like that, Warren? Yes. Oh, yeah, out in San Diego. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, because they're doing now this the pastry stout. Yeah. yeah. 
They're doing a pastry stout bakery series. It's the it's boysenberry pie that's going to be a national release. It's ten point two. It's bourbon barrel aged imperial stout, boysenberry, cinnamon, vanilla, um, and just basically they're saying it's a slice of Southern California in your glass. So might be kind of interesting. It's a bit of check out. Look forward to as far as the releases go. Wedgwood announced their grand opening of their new location. They're out in Middlebury there, and we should think about having them on the show too because do they count as a nano brewery anymore because they're gonna have more than five seats in a pizza oven <laughs> right Neat. i didn't know those guys were getting another spot that's yeah awesome. yeah they that's moved great. down the street and they got a new location um that provides wednesday a, or thursday they put a picture up on facebook of the new of the new digs bigger awesome. bigger better you can sit down and the beer was too good for the spot that the, the small spot they had yeah, it was fun to be in there with four other strangers cool but super cool people yeah. yeah yeah so their grand opening date they just announced is wednesday june 9th Mm. Have to put that on the calendar. Um, they said, yeah, draft pours, good vibes, and so much more for your more returns for you. So it sounds like they were just doing like carry out type stuff while they were in the transitionary period. But uh, as far as you guys go, you guys have events or something coming up that you're looking forward to? Um, yeah, there's we've got lots of odds and ends throughout the year. I think the thing that we're most looking forward to is the Indiana Beach reopening there's going to be a beer festival out there september 11th the hops and coasters i'm pumped i got tickets you, and, and you guys i was excited because you're on the you're on the tap list yeah we got invited and yeah i'm stoked man i'm uh <laughs> i've lived here for my whole life and been going to Indiana beach for a long time so i'm uh, i'm really excited to be involved i've never been so we got a, a room for the evening and whatever whatever the digs are the accommodations but that's a lo- that's a huge list of people that are pouring beer. I think there's like seventy five or eighty. We're gonna bring way too much beer, dude. I can't, this is gonna be yeah. great. I can't wait. I think there are still tickets available. I think uh, as of today, next week, but maybe early bird specials are sold out. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a trip. Yeah, should I, be should be big fun. So you're going, Eric? Are you going? Oh yeah. All right, yeah, I'll be there. We'll have to meet yeah, up and have. You a little- can camp it. He said you got a cabin. We got a, a campsite for two nights. So yeah, there's a camp. Uh, campground across the street so yeah people can camp it you yeah, don't you awesome. don't have to drive home no yeah, yeah that 75 Good. breweries is a lot that was just like you know that's a long drive back to south bend maybe we and then we found a place you could stay out right there on site so yeah i'm excited it's my first time oh, it'll be a blasty blast man i'm stoked so you're gonna try like three tasters and then jump on a coaster try three more tasters jump on a coaster something like that four or five oh, okay uh, i don't know it's gonna be fun because like you go to cedar point you're like man there's nowhere to slam down a bunch of, or there wasn't back in the day. But so having a bunch of beers at your disposal and also roller coasters, like this is a relatively new thing for my 40 year old body to handle. So I'm excited to push it physically like it's never been pushed before. <laughs> I mean, and for sure they're anticipating that. So they'll have extra mop staff. Yeah, uh, good. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, the guy in front of me threw up, but it wasn't because of the roller coaster. It was because of the, you know, he was mixing gozas and stouts before he got on board. 12%er. Yeah. Um, well, you know, if this is the last time we talked to you guys before the uh, the big sixth anniversary. One, we're super happy you guys made it through safe, sound, profitable on the other side of this, and uh, things are going well. We're happy for, for you guys. We're happy for Sean and Alan and everybody involved in the in the U down there, Tim and everybody. So hats off to you both, and uh, we're glad to be here. And also, we feel like we're craft beer spirit brothers because we all started the same year. Yeah, yeah. right on. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, you guys. So on behalf of Zach and myself and uh, Eric and Andy from the Crooked U and the entire U crew, uh, cheers. Cheers. Woot.